Thank you, Duncan, for reading God's Word to us. But we're going to pray again, and we're going to ask God to help us as we look at this together, all right? Because you might have been listening to that and thought, oh, wow, that's really hard, that's really difficult. But you know, there's lots in there that we can learn. And there's lots in there that we can enjoy together, even if you're that high. So I want you to listen up, but we're going to pray and ask God to help us, okay? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we have just read it together. We thank you that it is the truth. And Father, we ask and pray that as we think about these few verses together now, I ask and pray that you would open our eyes, that you would open our hearts to see and accept the truth. And Father, as we think about the Lord Jesus, may we see who he is. May we glory in him. Father, help us, whether we're the smallest boy or girl, to the oldest man or woman, help us all to hear your voice this morning. We pray these things in the Lord Jesus' name. Amen. Now, first of all, I've got to ask you, put your hand up if you like receiving letters. Who likes getting a letter through the post box or through the letter box in your house? Now, I don't see many adults because usually an adult gets a horrible letter through, is that right? Yeah. But you know, my kids, when a letter comes through the letter box, they're like, is it for me? I want to look. And they run in and they, they pick up the letters and they get that excited. And you know, recently, we've received a couple of cool letters to our house, right? You ready? I'm going to read them to you because this one, this one came to my daughter. It says Miss Phoebe Robinson. It actually says Miss Beth as well, who's a friend of hers, because they wrote a letter to somebody special, right? And they wrote a letter to invite somebody special to their school show that they were in, all right? I want you to try and see, guess who it's off. You ready? You see, usually in a letter it has your address up there, but this doesn't have an address on it. It just has the place where this person lives, okay? You ready? It says, to Phoebe and Beth, the queen wishes to thank you for your letter and the message that you sent following the wedding of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. That's Harry and Meghan, yeah? We all know them. Her Majesty was pleased to hear that you enjoyed the television coverage and such a special occasion for the royal family. The Queen thought it kind of you to tell her a little bit about yourselves and to invite Her Majesty to see you in a performance of the Lion King at your school. I wonder what she's going to say. Although, oh, unable to accept... Oh, the tears, they were, no, they weren't really, she wasn't crying. The queen greatly appreciates your thoughtfulness and very much hopes that you both enjoyed being in the show. Her majesty is most grateful to you both for writing as you did, for which I am also thankful. And this is from Mrs. Jennifer Garden Lemix. ooh, a double barrel name. She must be posh. She's called the lady in waiting. She basically knows the queen. She's like best mates with the queen. Isn't that exciting? And they got a letter. But there's a better letter that came to our house. Let me tell you about this letter. You ready? This letter. My youngest son. His name's Caleb. He's seven. And he wrote a letter to someone called Mo Saleh. Put your hand up if you know who Mo Salah is. 
one of the greatest footballers in the world, plays for the greatest team in the world. Are you ready? He says, Dear Caleb, thank you so much for your recent letter to Mo Salah. He really liked it. It's always great to hear from our fans across the world. Mo Salah uh, asked, asked me to write back to you and to let you know how much he appreciates your support. You may want to read a little bit more about him at www.liverpoolfc.com. A little bit of advertising there, well done. Thank you once again for taking the time to write. We hope that you continue to enjoy watching the football. Any Liverpool supporters here? No? Yes, there's one. Good man. And it says, you'll never walk alone, it says at the bottom. Kind regards, Liverpool Football Club, on behalf of Mo Salah. Now, they were cool letters to receive in our house recently. But this morning, we're going to dare quickly look at a few, at a letter written by somebody called John. And John is writing this letter on behalf of someone else, really. Because he's got something to tell us from a king. A message from a king. And that king is King Jesus. So this letter is so much cooler than those letters there. But the thing is, the question is this, as we come to John's letter, why did he write the letter? Well, in our letters, usually at the very start, it tells us why we write a letter. I'm responding to your letter, or I'm writing this letter because. But with this, and lots of the time in the Bible, it tells us near the end. So right at the end, if you've got your Bible, you can flick to it, but I'm going to put it on the screen there. And it says this, this is what John says. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. You see, do you know what he's writing, why he's writing this? He's saying, I'm writing to Christians. I'm writing to followers of Jesus. And I'm writing to you so that you know that you are a Christian. So that you know that you will be with God forever. That's a great letter to read, I think. A great letter for you to read. What is a Christian? What does it look like? You can know what it looks like if you read this letter, he says. And so that's what we're going to think about for a few minutes this morning. What is a Christian? What is a Christian? Or what does it look like to be a Christian? And, you know, I've got this question first. Why should we listen to John? Why should we listen to John? Now, we had a song before. And in that song, it said, you made our, our ears, eyes, nose, mouth, that sort of thing. Can anybody help me? Have we got any young, budding scientists in the room? Right, let me see. Who's a scientist? Right, this is a tough question. Are you ready? Can you tell us our five senses? Taste, beautiful. Touch. Smell. And hearing. Give them a little clap. Beautiful. A start. Because when we come to this letter... Our senses are really important. Okay? So I'm going to read. Open your Bibles. You ready? If you can't see a Bible, look at the person next to you. I'm going to read the very first verse. 
I want you to see if you can spot the senses that John uses. Are you ready? It says, verse 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, uh, at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. Can anyone tell me? What was the first sense that was mentioned? Yes. Touch was one of them. Not taste, that wasn't there. Good effort though. Heard. And what else? Sight. Did you notice? He said, I've heard something. I have seen something. And I've even touched something. But what was it? That which was from the beginning. So this thing that John has seen, heard and touched was right at the beginning. In fact, was there when the world was made, has always been there, always been alive. But wait there, John's not that old. He wasn't there then. But let, look at the end of the verse and it says this. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. Someone who's in control of life. Somebody who was there at the beginning, who is alive still today and will be forever and ever and ever. And actually you can read one of, uh, another book that John writes and he tells us who the word is. Can anyone have a guess? Or not a guess, or a, an educated guess at who this person might be. Yes. Jesus. Jesus. Absolutely. John, we can listen to what John says because he has heard from Jesus. He's heard the truth from Jesus. He's heard what he's got to say to other people. We can, uh, we can listen to John because he's seen Jesus. He's seen Jesus do awesome things. He's seen the way Jesus has loved people and cared for people. And he's seen him with his own eyes. And he's even touched Jesus. He spent time with Jesus. Maybe he put his arm around Jesus like he was his best mate. He sat down with Jesus. He ate his dinner with Jesus. He touched him. He knew Jesus. That must have been amazing, yeah? Must have been amazing. But you know, we can listen to John because he really knew Jesus. We can listen to the truth about Jesus because he was there. But what does John say about Jesus? What does John say about Jesus? Look at verse 2. Are you ready? The life appeared, so Jesus appeared, and we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. You see, John, what does John say about Jesus. He says, I can tell you the truth about Jesus because I have heard him, because I have seen him. And actually, he says a few other things about him. He says this, he is the forever God. He was always there. He will always be there. And he says, this forever God became a man. And that's how I know him. I have spent time with him. 
and I know the truth about him. You see, when we listen to John in this letter, he gives us true teaching. And John throughout his letter says, you've got to listen to the true teaching of Jesus. You see, what is a Christian? A Christian is someone who listens to true teaching. So I want you to say that with me, all right? I'm going to say a Christian is someone who listens to, and you say true teaching. A Christian is someone who listens to? That was average. A Christian is someone who listens to true teaching about Jesus. But he doesn't stop there. You see, why is John telling us this? Now, I need a volunteer. I need a volunteer to come out and help me. A confidence person. No confident people. Oh, I've got loads over there. I'm going to go over this side. Right. Yes, you. Come here. Yes, little girl, little girl. Oh, I've got two. Oh, no. Nightmare. Right, okay. Come on. Can I just borrow this microphone? Is that all right? Right, come on. Yes, come on. Come on onto the stage. Don't worry, everyone's going to be involved. What's your name? Alicia. Alicia. Beautiful name, right? Alicia, do you know how to play Simon Says? Should we have a game? But we'll call it Alicia Says, okay? Should we get everyone to do it with us? Yeah, all right, everybody stand up. We're going for a world record, okay? Maybe, come closer to me. So, Alicia Says, all right? You know, are we ready for this? You've got to tell everyone what to do and try and catch them out, okay? Touch your head. Well, you've all failed because you didn't say Alicia said. <laughs> but you did follow her. That was good. Let's give it another go. Touch your head. Say, Alicia says, touch your head. Alicia says, touch your head. Beautiful. Keep going. Alicia says, touch your knees. Alicia says, touch your feet. <laughs> oh. Now, if you can't get down there, it's okay. We'll let you off with that one, okay? Alicia says, touch your tummy. Alicia says, touch your ears. Do the next one without your name. Touch your nose. <gasps> uh, uh, who did it? Who's out? Well done. Give it a little round of applause. Go and have a seat. Well done. Thank you. Now, the reason we did that... Thank you, Alicia. The reason we did that is this, because look at verse 3. You ready? Just the first part, it says, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. John says, look, we're telling you this about Jesus. I'm telling you this about Jesus because I know Jesus. But also, there's another reason why he's telling us. Because when John was with Jesus, Jesus said to him, what you've seen about me, what you've heard about me, what you know about me, the truth about me, I want you to go and tell everyone. I want you to go and tell. Now, if John grabbed his chair and thought, right, tell you what, I'll have a coffee as I think about what to do with that. And then, actually, yeah, I'll just put it off for a little bit. I'll think about it, maybe write a blog about it, maybe, you know, about it. Is that following Jesus? No. You see, Alicia came out and she told everyone what to do and everyone followed her. You see, when you follow, you need to do. It's a doing word, isn't it, kids? When someone says, follow me, you've got to follow them like this, haven't you? 
you've got to go with them. You see, Jesus said to John, go and tell. So Jesus, uh, John goes and tells the truth about Jesus. You see, what is a Christian? A Christian is someone who listens to but also a Christian is someone who lives with true living. They listen to the true teaching from Jesus, but then they live it out. So you can listen to the stories in Sunday school. You can listen to the message on Sunday, but quite easily, even though you know it's the truth, not live it out. You see, John was a follower of Jesus. So he said, I'm going to live it out. Listening. Listening to true teaching. Living out. True living is the response to the true teaching. You see, and why else is John telling us this? He says, I'm telling you this because I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm doing what he asks. I'm responding to the true teaching about him. But also, true loving. It's about true loving, he says. You see, look at verse 3. The whole of it, you ready? We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Why is John telling us this? Because he's saying, when you listen to the truth and then you live it out, you will start to love other people. You will start to love your brothers and sisters in Christ. Jesus talked about this. And Jesus said, when you love each other, when you love each other the way that you truly should love each other. With Jesus at the center, other people will look and will see that you belong to Jesus. Will see that you're a Christian. You see, when we love God and when we love his people, people will see that we are followers of his and they will long to know this Jesus. You see, what is a Christian? A Christian is somebody who listens to what? And responds with what? True living. And is marked by true loving. True loving. And you see, a Christian who listens to the truth about Jesus... I suppose my question to you is this. I don't know you. Or I know a couple of you, but not many of you. You might come here every, every week. And you might hear the truth of who Jesus is. You see, John could have easily spent years with Jesus, listened to him, seen him even, touched him, but ignored the truth about him. Have you listened to Jesus? When he says, repent of your sin because you need to do that and put your trust and believe in me. Have you done that? 
How are you responding to the message of Jesus? If you do know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you come here every week and you hear the message, are you letting the truth come into your heart and are you living it out? Or is it just a a head thing? Are you letting it be a heart thing? Because, and then when you let it happen, when you're taking the truth, as you start to live it out, you start loving others the way that you should. As you basically get your relationship with God right, it will affect your relationship with others. Are you loving? Are you loving each other in a way that the world looks on and says, they belong to Jesus? You see, Being a Christian is all about Jesus. A Christian is someone who listens to Jesus, who trusts in Jesus, who follows Jesus, who loves like Jesus, and someone who has eternal joy in Jesus. Because look at the last verse. He says, we write this to make our joy complete. In other versions of the Bible, it says to make your joy complete. He's talking about the hour together with a family. And actually, when you live for the truth, you know the truth, and you love like Jesus, do you know what? You'll have joy forever and ever and ever. You'll have joy forever and ever and ever. Let me tell you about a young girl that I know as I close. She had a really tough time in school, in high school, in her first year. People were laughing at her because she was a Christian. People were, were mocking her, skitting her. Made her feel really sad, really sad. And she found it really difficult. And what I tried to do with her, this is my daughter, by the way. What I tried to do with my daughter, I opened the Bible with her. And I showed her the true teaching of who Jesus is. And I encouraged her to live it out. And showed her what it truly means to be a Christian. And you know, that was really helpful for her. But you know what was it really helpful as well? Other people in the church got alongside her, loved her, encouraged her, to keep loving the truth about Jesus. And you know, possibly the greatest day for me being a father, about six months ago, I got to baptize my daughter. Now, before she went through all that, I hadn't really seen growth. But as she came through that, she grew to love Jesus and she understood that the church was behind her and encouraging her, even if it was difficult in school. You see, it's worth building your life upon the true teaching of Jesus. It's worth living it out. And it's worth loving each other and encouraging each other in that. Why? Because then, even when it's hard, you can know the joy of what it is to be with Jesus for all eternity. Your joy will be complete if you know Jesus. And you truly follow him. So what is a Christian? A Christian is someone who listens to, 
who, who responds with true and the result is you have true loving. Let's pray together.